Man, good energy in the building right now. Amen. When we come together, there's an expectation that only God can give, and we get to enjoy the very presence of God. Isn't that awesome? Amen. It would not be cool if you couldn't feel the presence of God, would it? Thank you, Jesus, that his presence is available all the time. Amen. And he's made it available for us so that we can Amen. Acknowledge him and we can walk with him through life and know that he cares about us. If you don't know that God cares about you, it's, it's his plan today by you being here that you get a revelation of how much he cares for you before you leave. Amen. And we're talking about a topic today we very seldom talk about around here, and that's hearing the voice of God. <laughs> God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. And it's important that we know that not all the choices that we make in life are the kind of choices that God has actually asked us to make. Have anybody made some bad decisions before? Amen. And so that being said... Because every choice is not necessarily God speaking to us, the human element, the, um, the human will will get involved in our lives more often than we like to admit. Anybody agree with that? And the great producer of life, Jesus Christ, he said, amen, all things were created by him. He set the stage and then he chose the roles that we play, whether we're man or woman, he set those parameters and made a decision. This is the role you're going to play for me that's going to please me. Amen. And in doing that, amen, he breathes upon us the script of life. He gives us the breath of life. And out of the breath of God that he breathes into, there comes an utterance. There's an experience that comes with it. Amen. And if you're not experiencing that today, I want you to know that God wants to give you the kind of experience today that you know he is with you. He loves you. And we need, need to understand that getting the human will in check is top tier. The human will must be put in check. Unchecked. Amen trouble thy kingdom come as christianese your kingdom lord which is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit in the presence of god your kingdom come lord your will be done does anybody agree with that would be wonderful that his will be done today but i have this thing called a human will that oftentimes wants to be in charge. Amen? And there's a way that you can know that your human will is in charge versus God's will being in charge. It's the fruit that we carry that tells us which will is in charge. And God set us up to where that Amen. We can all 
experience the best that capital L-I-F-E can offer. The best, not tomorrow, only today. This is the day the Lord has made. And he made today for you to experience him and how powerful you are walking with him in his will. Amen? In the very beginning, humanity was put together. God formed man out of the dust of the earth and breathed into him and made him a living soul. And Adam walked with the voice of God in the cool of the day. Amen. And he was powerful. I want to say this again because this happens oftentimes to me. People will come up after service and they'll say, man, it was like you was talking directly to me. And, and, and the truth of the matter was I wasn't. But Jesus was talking directly to them. Everybody in this room, everybody in this world can hear the voice of God. Everybody. God is speaking to everyone. Not everyone has an ear to hear what the Lord is saying. And the reason at times I haven't had an ear to hear what he's saying is because of this human will that must be put in check. So important. Because when my will is not in check, pride. The way I know my will is in check, humility. And I'm not talking about a false humility. I'm talking about a true humility. It's the only platform that our Father can operate on in our life. Amen. But the temptation every day comes to me, amen, to be in charge. I need to take care of this. Anybody have your own personal red lights in life? And you know what I found out here recently since the Lord's been talking to me about me and my red lights? Is that it's red when I'm not hosting him. Pride. But as soon as I yield, oh, yes, Lord. It turns green. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? And all of a sudden, everything just kind of flows better. When I'm walking in his presence, there's fullness of joy. God is speaking to you. Amen. All the unsaved people in our world, God is speaking to them. You know, I have had the privilege of seeing agnostics and atheists come to the Lord. And this is what's interesting. I've experienced this before because when you're with an agnostic or when you're with an atheist, they want to believe that God is real. It's just in their wiring. They would love to know that God is, and they'll tell you, well, if he's real, I would definitely want to know. And so this is how simple it is, y'all. If you ever get an agnostic or an atheist to ask God if he's real, God will come on the scene. Isn't that amazing? We have not because we ask not. And the moment anybody that's breathing in this world turns their heart to and says, Lord, I'm not sure if you're real or not, but if you're real, would you show me? 
It's amazing how that when you knock on the door, he'll open the door. And when you seek him, not beg for him, when you seek him, you will find he was there all the time. Amen. God is speaking to you right now. And so Paul is hearing the voice of God because he's going through some challenges and his weakness is bothering him. Anybody's weakness bother you? You need to fall in love with your weakness. If, if, if the Lord has his way today, you're going to leave with this truth. You're going to begin to celebrate your weakness. We've been talking about it. I've, that's the first time I've said this, and it's not the first time the Lord dealt with me about celebrating our weakness. Because when we begin to see the value of why we have a weakness, it's there so that we can facilitate humility. And the moment we agree that the Lord cares for me and he's kind of okay with the weakness being there, humility. And he can come and now he can finish what he was working on me in life about. Anybody want the Lord to finish what he started in your life? Amen. And the enemy knows that, so the enemy will work overtime convincing me that I am intelligent. Next thing you know, I don't even realize it because he's so good at what he does, I've created, I've allowed this sense of pride to enter in. And I don't even realize it. And the next thing you know, Things are not working out, and instead of winning over my weakness, my weakness is just beating me up, and it's really not my weakness that's beating me up. It's the spirit behind my weakness that I let get in. Does anybody, does anybody prefer Jesus to be the, in charge of your weakness instead of the devil? Because we're going to give room to two masters, one of two masters. We're either going to serve God or we're going to serve the liar. We're either going to project truth when we speak or we're going to project lies. And there's a lot of intelligent writings and books going on in our world right now that we're all reading. And we kind of adopt that as the truth and it's not the truth. And, it, you, and, and, and there's a lot of things we believe today that it does not produce freedom in God, right? Well, Paul is battling that and I'm just going to Rehearse this real quick with you in, in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Amen. The Lord speaks to him about what he's battling. He says, my grace, this is God speaking to Paul, is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. Wow. God needs your weakness so that he can express himself. Without it, he can't. Now, Pastor, this is, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. You mean the Lord needs my frailness, my weakness, the challenges in my life as his platform to show his power? Yeah. Because without it, we won't have humility. 
And so Paul says, I will celebrate my weaknesses, for when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. Amen. What he's confessing is, I get more of a knowing that God is with me, and he's the one keeping me. I'm not the protector. He's the protector. He's the provider. Verse 10. So I'm not defeated by my weaknesses, but delighted. Is anybody ready to celebrate your weakness today? Amen. Now, I want to let you know that this is what the Lord showed me, that when I give into my weakness, it's because I'm worshiping myself. That's what the Lord showed me. I heard him speak it to me. He says, son, the signal of self-worship is when you yield to your weakness. Has anybody had a bad day before? And you felt like I needed to pet me and take care of me before? You ever said, I'm not okay and it's somebody's fault and they need to hurry up and change so I can have a better day? And they didn't change fast enough? And because they didn't change fast enough, you decided that you was going to indulge yourself in your weakness. And the Lord showed me, he says, that is self-worship. And really, the puppeteer is behind it, manipulating so, you, so he can control you and take your power that I've invested in you and build his kingdom. And his kingdom's full of soap operas and gossip and broken relationships and sickness. And oh, somebody's going to catch this in a minute. God is speaking to you right now that the enemy has no place unless he can manipulate us in our weakness. And when I yield to my weakness, I think I'm petting me, but I'm really worshiping him. Amen. So Paul says, you know what? I'm going to celebrate my weakness. Amen. And I'm going to let my weakness help me and remind me of who is in charge. And it's my weakness that he's able to be revealed and be made strong. Does anybody want the Lord to get all of his props today, to receive his glory? It's amazing that our daddy is okay with our weaknesses. He's okay with who we are and our frailty and the issues and the challenges of life. He's not bothered by that. He knows that in order for us to know him, that needs to be present. <sighs> So every time I've stumbled and messed up, and I'm talking about I've messed up. I said things, I did things, I was embarrassed about what I was associated with. And the Lord says, I'm good, son, because I'm going to really use you now. God is speaking to you that the thing that the enemy made you feel so guilty about and feel so ashamed over, and, and frustrated you, you feel less than, I mean, you just felt like nothing. 
The very thing that he used is the very thing God uses to show you how valuable you are and how powerful he is in our lives. And Paul said, I heard him tell me, he said it, son, it's in your weakness that I am able to express my power. Man, the enemy don't want you to catch that today. If we, if we stop right there, the miracles that will begin to happen right now, because all of a sudden the very tool that the enemy's been using to hold you captive, to lock you down, and to make you feel less than significant is the same tool that God uses when we humble ourselves before him and say, Lord, here I am. Can you use this messed up? He, you know, you messed it. You're not messed up. You're just right. And I needed you to go through that. I needed you to experience that. I trusted you with it because now you understand me. You understand what I fell in love with. And you understand those around you that's hurting. We're going to find out today in the next few moments that God is speaking to you because something powerful is about to happen. That's the reason he's talking to you. He's speaking things into your spirit that you don't even recognize in the moment that when you start catching, oh, my goodness, that's the Lord talking. He's setting you up for a miracle. He's setting you up to see him on a new level. He's setting you up, amen, to join with him in his kingdom, amen, and agree with him so that the angels that have been all given their assignments can now go do them because we're in agreement. Amen. It's exciting to know that God loves us like he does. Verse 10, so I'm not defeated by my weakness but delighted. For when I feel my weakness... And endure mistreatment when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ. I am made yet stronger for my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Whew. Paul puts his humanity, his humanity, his human will in check by using his weakness. You need to do this. Use your weakness as a signal and a portal to walk in your daddy's powerful identity to agree with him. Amen? So it's my choice who's in charge of my weakness. And I'm either going to choose Jesus or I'm going to choose the liar, Satan himself. It's our choice. And so the good news is today, this is the good news. We can hear our Father's voice even before we develop into mature sons. Amen. We're likened to the sheep. And sheep are pretty dumb. But they're wired to listen and follow. Amen. He said, the sheep of my pasture, if they hear my voice, I know them, I'm intimate with them, and I empower them through that intimacy to follow me. Amen. And we have disabilities, don't we? We have issues, we have fleshly issues that are present, even as sheep. We're limited in some things that we can do, but if we'll just listen to what Daddy's saying, 
And we'll just take a moment and say, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm going to go, yes, Lord, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. What it does in the atmosphere is mind-blowing because all of heaven is watching the apple of his eye. You're the apple of his eye. All of heaven is watching his interest, his passion, his love for you. And I want just quick digress. Focus on the fact that your weakness is important. You need it. Amen. And it's the thing that will keep you from worshiping the person in the mirror. Does anybody agree with that? You know what? When I get to thinking about my stinking thinking, when I get to thinking about the fact that I've messed up and dropped the ball, and yet God loved me, and I can feel his presence, and he keeps giving me these big hugs, all of a sudden, yeah, thank you for this weakness, Lord, so I'm able to humble myself before his mighty hand. And God can use that. Amen? Jesus has set the stage for these kind of miracles in our life. Amen. And so let's take advantage of that. When we consider that Jesus said of himself, and it's kind of weird, he says this way, I only say what I hear my father say. And he implies a little further, and I only do what I see my father do. Now, when you think about it, it's kind of like, man, that's, that's kind of weird that I only say what I hear my father say and only do what I see my father do. Amen. And, and he's not saying it from a, a weird lens, but when we consider what God's intent is, when we, when we, we consider that, amen, that we need to really do a double check on what we're saying. Where, where did I get that sentence from? Where did I get that thought from? What am I saying? From what source am I speaking? And from what source am I engaging and doing? And so you begin to do a double check, and it's, it, it keeps us on point because am I operating out of humility or am I operating out of pride? Have I ha- do I have a point to prove? Do I need everybody to vote for me? Is anybody tracking with me right now? What spirit am I hosting? Do I have to have it my way? Is my way the only way or the highway? You see what I'm saying? And so when you start doing a spirit dynamic test on where you are and what presence are you hosting, all of a sudden, wow, (sighs) when I hang out with him long enough to where I'm only saying what he says and I'm only doing what he does, It's amazing the peace that passeth all understanding that comes in waves, the joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. It's just like the half has not yet been told, and all of a sudden I feel significant to him. I feel loved. I feel, amen, valued to God. God wants you to know that you're his treasure. And most of us here today are still trying to figure that one out. And if we're still trying to figure out whether or not we're his treasure, that means we're not paying attention to what he's really saying to us now. Is that okay? Or does that feel like a rebuke? No, 
that's good news. It's like, dude, tell me some more. Because I want to make sure that the enemy is running seven different ways and I leave here today. I don't want that liar and any of his philosophies and his ideas and his rudiments in my spirit any longer. I only want the Lord, amen, in his house. So Jesus teaches us that we give an account for every word that we speak. In Matthew 12, 37, you'll like this. It's a hippie. Jesus said it this way. Your very words will be used as evidence and your words will declare you're either you're either innocent or guilty. So what we say reveals the father of truth or it reveals the father of lies. Amen. So out of me am I encouraging people and giving grace or am I judging people? And condemning. Now, y'all, I know what it feels like to judge someone and make them feel bad. And when I say anything that's condemning or judgmental, isn't it interesting that I don't feel the Lord in that? But when I step into my true identity as a steward of the manifold grace of God, that God gave everyone that comes in the water, baptism, and in the spirit baptism, identity. He gives us stewardship of grace. When I'm giving grace, when I, and, and the enemy's saying, why are you doing that for, man? They deserve to be slapped right now. Has anybody ever felt like that before? I mean, the Lord's telling you, I want you to give them a big hug and go the second mile. And the enemy's saying, Really? after what they did to and after what they said. And then he'll give you a Bible study to back up what he's telling you. But the Lord's, he's just simple and light. It's not hard. Amen. Turn the other cheek 490 times in one day. And if you'll keep turning it, every time you turn it, the, what comes back is like, wow. Dude, it's like, Mac, I need more cheeks. Because you want to get what the Lord wants you to have. He's trying to give us the kingdom. Ah, and the kingdom comes through us understanding what he did on an old rugged cross and gave his life. And he didn't deserve anything that he suffered. And yet he forgave them for they didn't know what they were doing. And, 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 and the enemy wants to convince me and you that, man, can you believe Jesus would actually say, forgive them? They knew exactly what they was doing. No, they didn't. And ladies and gentlemen, when you get treated in a derogatory way or unkindly, it only unkindness, anger, gossip, backbiting, broken relationships. They don't come from grace. Amen. They come out of pride. Amen. You cannot do someone wrong unless you're ignorant. This is so important for us to get because we need to put the human will in check. 
Tracy, I can't slap you unless I'm ignorant. I have to be ignorant to inflict pain on a brother or a sister. It's a signal. You don't know what you're doing. Why would you ever, ever bring pain to one of daddy's kids? But you don't understand. They knew they were being mean, and they, were, and they, and they need a good whooping right now. I understand. That's what the enemy's telling you. But the Lord's saying he wants to love them through their ignorance. Amen. Their rebellion, their weakness. And he needs a vessel that he's limited himself to. He's not going to do it without us. Is anybody tracking with this? That he went to a cross, paid the debt off, and then limited himself to me and you, humanity, to finish what he was doing in the earth. And I've got to deal with something that needs to get in check. It's called my human will. Because my human will, amen, is the, is the place where the enemy hides and tries to puppet me with all kinds of intelligent philosophies and rudiments of this world and traditions and cultural ideas. And it sounds right. Sounds like, man, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. Matter of fact, I feel good about what he's saying right now because I've been being picked on. And the Lord's saying, if you'll just turn the other cheek, what comes back is pressed down, shaking together and running over. You give mercy, you'll get a harvest of mercy. You be kind, and you'll get a harvest of kindness. Amen. You give grace, and guess what? A flood of grace will come back at you. God is speaking to you. Amen. And so when we speak the truth, heaven comes to earth. Amen. So I was at my prayer meeting yesterday with uh, the prayer team and, and and sue cleary anybody know sue cleary around here she just she don't know what she's saying she is telling me her testimony and her testimony had to do with and, and y'all has preachers ever done y'all wrong preachers ever hurt your feelings mm-hmm. preachers hurt my feelings too oh this is good and so Sue is telling me about how God, amen, would talk to her. And she'd been hurt pretty bad. She didn't, she didn't get off in no details about how she was hurt. She was just hurt by ministry. But she could hear God speaking. And she, 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 the way I get it, now you can go ask her after service. But the way I get it, she kind of had a relationship with God when she'd drive down the road. And she, she went to church about 30-plus minutes away from where she lived, and she didn't want to make that drive all the time, but it became a good place for her to get real with God. This is good for every one of us here because, really, God wants you to step into a place where you can know his voice. And so, Sue Cleary, these are very important points that every one of us wants to get today because you need to get along with God, number one. Get along with God. In other words, get the distractions out of the way. And the way Sue was telling her story was that was a place driving that she could get the distractions out and talk to God. Amen. I don't know if she had the worship music on, but worship music, number two, set in a dynamic to where, ah, yes, Lord. Amen. Set an atmosphere. And I like, I like songs that are to God. That works for me. 
to God really gets me. Songs about God, they're okay. I like the rhythm, it's good, but there's still enough distraction there. But when it's to God, whoo, yeah, amen. And so you get alone with God. You find a place, amen, where the distractions are out of the way. Ah, your spirit opens, and there's an entertainment of God's presence on a new level. And then you start getting real with God and telling the truth. Make sure you leave your struggles with him, your bur- Christianese burdens. Amen? I like to be burdened. And when you get through praying, if the burden is still there, you didn't pray. You just griped and fussed and bickered and complained. And you let God know, man, if you really cared about me, you would go whoop their end right now. You want to talk about? You didn't pray. You didn't connect. Everybody wants to connect because he's because you can't hear him when they're static. And as long as there's heaviness in your spirit, it's a block between you and what God is saying to you. We got to get the static out. That means leave your heaviness with him. Be up front. Scream at him if you need to. He's okay with that because he loves you. Amen. You, you need to. You know, get your diaper changed. He can work on that too. He's okay with you being real and honest with him. But get along with God. Set the, get the distraction out of the way. Open up your spirit. Receive from him and lay your heaviness on him. And he'll take it. Don't pick it back up. Leave it with him. And when you read your Bible, read it right. This is important. We don't read the Bible amen, from an information standpoint. If you do, you might get the wrong information because there's literal statements in there. There's context to it. But the most important thing that we need to take from it's historical as well. It's wonderful information, but if that's all you get out of it is the context, the historical, and the literal uh, information, you didn't get what you needed. It's the revelatory information from heaven as you hear it speak to your spirit that you want. How I many read a scripture before? Amen. Because, and you was, you'd got along with God. Amen. And you set the dynamics and you got the distractions out of the way. And you got honest with him. And you might have got loud when you was getting honest with him. And he worked with that. But you read a scripture after you released your heaviness and and you left your burden with him. And all of a sudden, that scripture spoke something to you that, wow, anybody ever got something out of a scripture like that? Like, man, I needed that. Because God is speaking to you. When you read the scripture, always listen. Listen. And when you read the scripture, never read it from a judgment stance or that I'm going to go get some information that backs me up on why I feel the way I feel about you. Oh, ain't nobody in this room ever opened the Bible up for that before, and I know. And next thing you know, you're preaching hellfire and brimstone to everybody around you because everybody's going to hell if they don't straighten up. And there's truth in that, but hear me. That's not the grace of God operating. 
Amen? It's time to give him some room to demonstrate who he really is. God is love. Oh, pastor, he's the judge too. Yeah, he's right. That's right. He is the judge, but we're not. Well, God's talking to us right now. We're stewards of the grace of God. Judgment belongs to him. <sighs> we can inspect the fruit. And we start with the person in the mirror when we do that. Ah, because God is speaking to us. Amen? So anyone that takes these four steps seriously, they'll begin to hear from God. Because I've seen atheists and ask not. Once they ask, breath comes. It's like, my God, he is real. Oh, my goodness. What am I supposed to do now? I'm glad you asked. I got some more good news for you right and so who's doing this you are no god's doing it all he needs is a vessel he needs a platform so that he can show himself strong so he chooses weak vessels he chooses humanity that has weaknesses and issues and he limits himself to our agreement in humbling ourselves before his mighty hand so he can step on board this weak vessel and he can be powerful Man, that sounds like a deal, y'all. I mean, I thought I had to grow up and get perfect and, 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 and get real intelligent before God could use me. No. And the religious group perceived that those men were ignorant and unlearned. And so Sue, has, she, she, she'd done these four steps. She's testifying to me about, yep, yep, yep. And God spoke to me. And this is what's amazing about Sue is God told her, now, we're a storefront in Universal City. God speaks directly to Sue, says, I want, he tells, the church family I want you to be a part of is in Universal City. And she's like, in Universal City? Okay. Now, she didn't say she heard him audibly, but she heard him. And she knows it's in Universal City. And he actually helps her find the church. She didn't have no directions. She just follows the Spirit and makes all the turns and winds up in the parking lot of Coronado Boulevard, Coronado Shopping Center. And she's sitting out there, and this is what she said to me. I'm looking around, I don't see no church. I don't see no church. <laughs> and the Lord said, the church is in this shopping center. Do you know this is what's amazing? Sue Cleary is here today at New Life Fellowship, not because of the pastor. Are y'all tracking? She's here because God spoke to her. God said, this is where I want you to be rooted, grounded, and settled. And she stepped into a little storefront where the pastor had all kind of issues. Needed Jesus every day, all day long. And why God was using me, I'm still puzzled about it, but he's encouraging me right now because he needed me to be weak and frail and messed up and got all kind of issues. He needed that platform because he needed me to catch a level of humility that he could use. And he wanted me to talk about how he's getting me out of my ditch so you could be encouraged to get out of your ditch. 
She's here today not because the pastor knows how to preach and he's got it all together and he's a perfect preacher. She's here today because God spoke to her. I'm going to read a passage to you. Amen. I got a few minutes to do this that they'll encourage you about how powerful you are. In, in 1 Corinthians 1 and 4, Paul says this. He said, I'm always thankful Thanking my God for you because he has given you such free and open access to his grace through your union with Jesus, the Messiah. I'm reading from the TPT. That's the Passion Translation. Verse 5. In him you have been made extravagantly rich in every way. But we're weak vessels. We're flawed. You have been endowed with a wealth of inspired utterance. You don't need to underline that in your spirit. God endows everybody, if we'll pay attention, he's speaking, with inspired utterance and the riches that come from your intimate knowledge of him for the reality of the truth of Christ is seen among you and strengthened through your experience of him. Does anybody need an extra level of experience of Jesus today? He's wanting to give it more than you want it. It's so important for you to catch this today because it'll create an expectancy in you where he'll come at a new level. And he's not religious. He's God. So now you aren't lacking any spiritual gift as you eagerly await the unveiling of the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. He will keep you steady and strong to the very end, making your character mature so that you will be found innocent on the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is forever faithful and can be trusted to do this in you, for he has invited you to co-share the life of his son, Jesus, the anointed one, our king. Wow, God has invited you to co-share in this wonderful dynamic of being the son. Amen. Oh, Jesus is standing there with his disciples and he says, oh, look, I'm with you, but I'm going to be in you. And the works that I do, greater than the ones I've done, you're going. He paved the way. It's time to believe, ladies and gentlemen. God is speaking to you. And when Adam is restored back into identity through the cross of Jesus, he says what he hears his father say. And everything Adam hears his father say, and he yields to be the mouthpiece of God, it's creative. It's powerful. Everything begins to shift. Amen. All of a sudden, you know something you can't explain. And I'm going to tell you in this room right now, the dynamics in this room is thick. There's several of you that say, you know what? I feel good about the next few moments. I feel good about God talking more clearly to me. I feel good about the fact, come on, I told you at the outset, people come up to me and say, look, I, it's like you're talking directly to me and I'm not. It's the Lord is talking to you. God is speaking to you. And that's how powerful you are. 
Amen. So why does God speak to us like this? And remember, we're, go we're going through some things. And there's some, uh, there's some of you going through some storms right now that's totally unfair. If you measured it from fair versus unfair, which we can't afford to do, it's unfair based on logic. But God trusts you with it because he needs you to go through it and face it so he can anoint you, amen, and use you on a level that you've always wanted to be used on. But he's getting us ready. So with this thought in mind, and I, I'll conclude with this, this story right now. A few of you remember me telling it, but at 6 a.m. in the morning, I got along with God and uh, set the atmosphere. And I could feel the presence of God. And I unloaded my burdens, got the heaviness off of me. And so I was just in his presence. And he brings this woman to my mind, amen, that had visited the church a couple of weeks prior. And he says, go now. I mean, it's like, whew. And it was like, I need to go right now. And it was an urgency. But it come out of getting the distractions out of the way, getting focused and hosting his presence, leaving my heaviness with him. He came, and he gave me this unction, go now. He didn't explain, because, right, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning, it's still dark. We're, I mean, it was dark there at that time. It was winter time. And you just don't go to people's house. And so, for, for you that remember, I told the, the, the uh, other minister, his name was um, Born, Tim Born, and uh, he... Um, <laughs> He said, man, are you sure God, you sure God spoke to you? And I probably would have done the same to him. You know, our weakness gets in there sometimes. And, and uh, he said, man, if you said God said, I'm, I'm going to go with you. But I'm standing off on the, in the shadows. <laughs> I said, man, thank you for going. <laughs> Knocked on that door. Because God was speaking to me. And I said, Lord, you said come and you're teaching me how to hear your voice on another level because I asked him to help me. Grandma had an impact in my life. I said, my grandma hears like that and I see it every day. I want what she got. He said, son, it's always been here for you. You can have it too. I'm standing at a door that I can't explain. I'm standing at like I'm feeling kind of like yeah, but I'm okay with that because I heard him say it, and the experience of hearing him say it was like it had me. I mean, he had me, he had my attention, and so the embarrassment wasn't a problem because of the experience I got when he said go, Whew, and I didn't want to give that up, and so I'm trusting what I don't understand. She opens that door, and you, if you've seen her face, 
It was like, y'all don't know what's happening right now. And I'm going like, okay, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and she starts crying because she just left the room. She looked at the, the nightstand where she had her revolver. She said, I'm through. And she went there to get it and end it right now. This is so important for you because I can't get through with it today. The Lord spoke to me like that because he's into saving lives. And in that living room, it wasn't, there was a ceiling fan. I can remember There was a ceiling fan in the ceiling. I remember the door under a carport. And in that, she, she backed up to let us in probably five steps under that ceiling fan. And I said, can I pray with you right now? She said, would you? And the Spirit of God fell on that lady. She's about, she was about 56 to 60 in that range. You don't ask women how old they are. Not wise. And I reached out there, and when I put my hand on her to pray for her, she got filled, Acts 2, experience. And she started hearing God, and she was repeating what he said. And the pain and the, and the depression and the anxiety left. Like, it was demons that left. And she let him in. I'm just going to tell you all, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing like God talking to you and you saying, yes, Lord. It'll always involve others as you go as a steward of his grace. From her lens, she didn't deserve to live. Maybe from other people's lens, no, she didn't deserve to live. But from God's lens, that's my daughter. And I'm not willing that any should perish. But that all come. You see, the Lord speaks us to us because he's in the business of saving lives. He speaks to me and you because when we repeat what he says, it gives capital L-I-F-E away. It gives hope. It's the good news. And he can't do it until we allow him to come with our availability. Weak vessels, flawed vessels, he limits himself to our willingness to let him come to his house. And in our weakness, he is made strong. What do you think happens when me and that lady see one another now? Family. Huh. That's thicker than any blood. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. Family. Jesus got, got a hold of an old hard-headed country boy and got through him to his daughter. And in the process, that's, that's family. God is speaking to you right now. And he's challenging you to take advantage of a thing that the enemy has made you feel guilt and shame with, your weakness. He's given you the secret to walking with him.
is to take your weakness and humble yourself before him. And the next time you let your weakness pull you in to do stupid, relax, everybody, because the temptation's coming, and you might yield. Does Daddy still love you? Yeah. And he trusts you with yielding to what you shouldn't be yielding to because you need to finally find out that self-worship don't help. It don't work out at all. The only reason I give into my weakness is I think I need to be worshipped. And y'all, when he spoke that to me, thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. I think we can all agree. We've, always, we've all worshipped ourselves at one time or another because we gave in to our weakness. And the enemy knows how to play us, don't he? So since... We all agree that you don't play poker with the devil. He'll always cheat, and you're going to lose the hand. <laughs> you, if you eye offend you, pluck it out. Hand offend you, cut it off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, take advantage of your weakness today and start celebrating it. Get you a few accountability partners. Mm -hmm. God trusts you with your weakness. Why can't we trust one another with being accountable and giving permission to one another? In our world, in our culture, and it's in the church, won't let us do that. But at New Life Fellowship, we're going to do it, aren't we? Enough's enough. I'm going to be available for daddy because God is speaking to you right now. And when you embrace what he's saying, it works. It'll heal the marriage. It'll heal the body. Come on. It'll set you free and it'll give you life. I'm looking at great people here that you're thinking, man, I've been through some stupid stuff. No, no. You've been exactly where God needed you to go so you can help a bunch of people and give life. You touched exactly what you needed to touch so you can understand how to give grace. Amen. But you're not doing it alone. When you go this down this road, He's the source. He's with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Now, at New Life Fellowship, we know one thing's important is to be filled with the Spirit. And everybody relax because the Spirit will, it's like a, a dove. He will not force himself in your life. He will light up on you like a dove. He will come. He's a gentleman. He does not force himself into any life. We have to open up to let him come in. And the fear of Jesus coming in is a trick of the enemy. You were designed by God to host his presence. God put you together just right to receive him. It's all this other stuff we've been receiving that the enemy's tricked us on that we wasn't designed for. And God can use that. 
But I'm going to pray right now, and you agree with me in prayer. But any one of you that want to come up here and get filled with the Spirit, the Lord says He loves you, and you're hearing His voice right now, and you want it. And it's beyond your comprehension, but yet it's the right thing to receive. Amen. Just to let your daddy in and let him take over and you be his mouthpiece. Father, I thank you for what you did for us 2,000 years ago. And if y'all would just agree with me, you can pray it with me. That you died my death. You paid the debt off so that I could become your son and I could be your mouthpiece and I could hear your voice in a way that I could trust you because every time I hear it, it empowers me. Every time I hear it, I experience your spirit and your presence and a newfound boldness and courage and zeal begins to eat me up inside. Lord, thank you for developing us in hearing and following. Thank you, Lord, for maturing us into sons that co-share this anointing for the sake of the kingdom in this earth. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Could we all stand? Amen. I'm, I'm looking. I'm here as long as you want to be here. Amen. I am not playing games with, the, with our Lord and our Savior, our Daddy. If you want to be filled with the Spirit and be empowered, you can leave here today full and those rivers of living water springing up out of you. Amen. You can even get drunk in the Spirit. You can even shout with the voice of triumph. You can pretty well do what you feel like it when you're getting filled. And it's okay with daddy, regardless of what people think. Is that okay? Are these men and women drunk? No. It's the, the third hour of the day. They're not drunk. You're getting filled with the spirit. Anybody want to get drunk on the Lord today? He's still doing that. Some of us have been drunk before. It's time to get drunk the right way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we lift our hands and say, thank you, Lord. Surrender to Daddy. Amen. Let's, let's open up our hearts to heaven. Yes, thank you for being. You can leave if you need to. To anyone that wants to be dismissed, you can be dismissed. But the presence of God is hanging out here right now to love on people.